need you as combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG's combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG's combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. Take a look at the world. We living in it, falling apart. Wanna put the glass muscle and guns, but don't show hard. Kinda spark a conversation. Let that be a lesson. Another episode of AG's Convos. Back on the microphone with my partner Ken Smith. What up, doe? In the PCB Studios. <laughs> Another GB Entertainment episode for you to listen to and pick your brain about it a little bit. Uh, before I get too too deep in what I want to talk about today, I do want to give some uh, some notifications. This is the first episode after the launch of the show on all of your uh, podcast platforms. There's about eight of them now. I didn't realize there was that many out there, dude. Yeah, it's a few. It's quite a few, but uh, Breaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts coming up here pretty soon. It's a bunch of them, and I I, I just got to give all the uh, the appreciation in the world. The The feedback has been amazing. People loving what they're hearing. They loving his uh, his intro track. Yeah, shout out to super art. celebrity. <laughs> hey, I I I, I rolled down a little bit, man. Hey, but you did man. the hard art got art got bars, man. I, I don't no know part. what y'all thought, but art got bars, <laughs> man. You made it sound good though. That's for sure. Because if I would have said that on the mic, I'd have sounded like a complete idiot. <laughs> You'd be like, dude, what you doing, man? Stick to the right. I mean, when you wrote it, you wrote it kind of like a poem, so it was like, right. uh, yeah, that sounds good. If you was like reading like a poem, but right. I got to make it a rap. And you did it. You pulled it off. So I appreciate that. But yeah, I want to give my shout outs real quick to just all of my LinkedIn fans and personal friends and fans, man. I mean, I'm getting just some unbelievable feedback, you know, people loving what we're talking about. The the right kind of criticisms, you know, hey, you cuss too much. There's been a few things that I thought was pretty funny. You know what I mean? I had a couple individuals kind of getting on me a little bit like, hey, you cuss a lot, man. I'm like, well, yeah. But you knew that shit a long time ago. Yeah. So that ain't nothing new. You know, people like to be politically correct. And I think that's what it is. You know, it's, it's like, like, dude. Hey, you, you definitely have more listeners if you didn't, or, you know, a different audience if you didn't cuss so much. I'm like, well, that's that's for the professional show. And we might get to that. You know, I got, I got ideas. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this one about, you know, connected with me. You know what yeah. I mean? And being yourself. Just being myself. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I want you to be yourself when you call in or. Yeah. You know, offer some content. So I gotta be myself when I'm responding to it. But yeah, that was a good one. Uh just some just some good stuff, man. Uh, you know, shout out to Dave and the GB seven podcast. I know he excited about it yeah, too, man. We all excited. super excited, man. Just 
work, bro. Work. Right. <laughs> That's all he talking about. Get that about. content. We need some content, bro. <laughs> need some content. But he right. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't you can't grasp an audience unless you're talking to them and telling them something they want to hear. So he got me going on that. So uh yeah, just a few things today. I really want to talk about this uh interview. And what I really want to talk about is relationships. And if everything goes according to plan, you know, we're going to have another episode of Links Not Chains focused in on this uh, this episode as well. We're waiting for that phone call. Y'all know how that prison life is. You can get on the phone when it's time for you to get on the phone. And if it ain't, you just got to wait. So we're hoping this phone call comes through. Right. <laughs> if it don't, we're going to still talk about this topic. You know, one of the things I wanted to dig into was, you know, just the challenge of trying to maintain relationships. You know, there's there's certain environments where that's a struggle. You know what I mean? And Alonzo got a girl out here on the outside that I know he's real close to. And I, that's got to be challenging. You know what I mean? How do you yeah. maintain that? Yeah. Especially now. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, with COVID, that's a hard thing. they can't go in, they can't visit, they can't sit and talk to each other. So it's all over the phone. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I know how suspect people can get when they sitting across from their girl after a work day and it's like well what you do today mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i didn't see you all day so what you do today right imagine being you know in a cage and not being able to see here you just know like damn she got to be getting right. anxious frustrated whatever and you're trying to maintain that you know what i mean that can't be easy yeah it's hard enough out here so I, I'm I'm real curious as to how dudes, you know, maintain these relationships in the prison in system. The prison system, right? I, I think it's more of um, mental. You know right. what I'm saying? Like they they kind of like um, most people in jail. Most men in jail have this um, this controlling thing with women when they're right. in prison, where they kind of get in their heads to the point where they'll do anything for them. Right. Um, relationships usually don't last long when with with that type of thing. It's just right. mostly because the female probably insecure. She was on plenty of fish and she got caught. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? so it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? But uh, they they just really they know how to uh, manipulate. You know what I'm saying? The situation. Yeah, I mean, and you know, a lot of them obviously have a sorrow story they can tell. Yeah. You know, and you find the right girl, she might buy into that. You know what I mean? I'm not that I'm suggesting that's Alonzo's case. No, I'm not girl, saying that's right? his case either. Right. I just I just You know noticed, it's there for sure. I noticed I, I mean I have met a few guys in jail and I know how they work oh, when yeah. it comes to these females out when they're in jail and the females are out. Yeah, you see it. You know, they the girl up here thinking, oh as soon as he get out, we getting married. You know what I mean? And he in there like, oh that's number eight. Yeah, uh, she she yeah. waited. He telling you a whole right. different thing. He telling you a whole boy. different story. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, dude, I, she just she makes sure I get this on my books. Right. I, I, that's what that's I. That's my shoe for. chick. Right. She ain't the, she ain't my food cart. She right. my shoe chick. Right. When right. I need some shoes, that's who I call. Right. So they kind of work it like that. Yeah. And um, I guess that's how they build their relationships. But mm-hmm. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle, if you right. will. I don't want. Inmates hunting me down. Right. You know, like, hey, man, you, you, you giving out the you game. You giving out the game, right? <laughs> you fucking with the code, bro. You messing with everything, man. They go, girl came and asked me a million questions. <laughs> right. Am Why I you always asking me those Am I your shoe, girl? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I ain't about to Steve Harvey. Nobody, man. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. But, you know, what got me thinking about that, man, is just the sacrifices we make for relationships. And don't get me wrong. I'm not just talking prison shit. You know, I'm Outside, I'm yeah. married. You know what I mean? I make sacrifices all the time just yeah. to stay married. And sometimes, you know, motherfuckers be looking at this like, is it worth it? You know what I mean? You know, you and your girl, y'all got a long relationship. You know what I mean? That might make it a little peaceful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of people who have dated for 10, 20 years never got married. Mm-hmm. Cause they cool, they don't have that that extra pressure. Yeah, I think um, me personally, the only reason I, I think I'm not married is because of um, more of past situations. Yeah, and also I feel like marriage is just a piece of paper, dude. Yeah, like it's really not. I mean, of course, it bonds you in the whole way of y'all legally bonded and every mm-hmm. your financial and everything is just together, and that's how y'all just together. But at the end of the day, like, a lot of relationships, it changes once you get married, though. Yeah, it does. And it's it's like, dude, it shouldn't. You should think that it should just stay the same and we just got married. But a lot of times, it just changed. And it'd be, it'd be like they want to, like, be like, all right, we married now, so it's things that you have to do for me now. And you right. can't say no to. And I'm like, right. no, I can say no anytime I want to. Right. <laughs> but you can't. But you can't, though. Because I got the law on my side now, bro. <laughs> I could divorce you and take you for everything. Right. At least 50. <laughs> I could fight for the rest. But, you know, that, that brings me back to this story with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle yeah. and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, Dude. that's a big one. Man, that's like the talk of the world right now, literally. And, you know, we can't avoid the race issue in our environment, in our society, for one. For two, you cannot avoid the race issue as it relates to this particular story. No. So I'm sure most of the world, I'm sure anybody listening to this right now is aware of what I'm talking about. But just a little backstory. So Meghan Merkel, right, she's this... Drop dead gorgeous, biracial, actress, model, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. She catches the eye of a prince, the prince, one of the two princes, right, in England. They hit it off. They get married. Everybody's cool with it. Who don't want a Meghan Merkel on their arms, right? She's amazing. She looks great. Right. I mean, his brother got Kate Middleton. He got Meghan Merkel. We could, we could, we photogenic all day long. It don't matter, right? You got it. And we royalty. You know, she married the prince. I mean, literally, fairy tale story as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. But she explains in this interview that she's like, hey, look, you know, I'm a chick from L.A. You know what I mean? I didn't, we didn't talk about these stories when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, you hear about it. You know there's a, a queen on the other side of the world, but I can't tell you nothing about their stories and all this other crap. But when this comes to her attention when this opportunity comes across her table and she falls in love with this guy. She's like, yeah, I'll marry him. I don't know the business, but what the hell, I'll marry him. Mm-hmm. And the minute they start entertaining that that idea of a relationship, then it becomes real. Like, oh, well, you got to learn how to do this. And she was talking about how she literally learned how to curtsy on her way to the house. Like, Curtsy, I don't even know what that means. You know, I, mean? I don't, I don't know how to know do what it. That means. Right. It's it's like the way they bow to the queen. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. Like, I thought y'all did that. She said it. She was like, I thought I thought y'all did that for the cameras. I didn't know y'all did it like behind closed doors. Yeah. It's like 
it's the queen. What the hell, it's, lady? You, it's a, it's you, a thing. <laughs> let me pull over real quick and show you how to do this shit the right way. Yeah. It's all about, she said, it's all about how deep you go or whatever. And then she said, you know, that's when I came to realize, like, oh, this is an actual job. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, okay, so there's work, but then there's the private side of it. And I guess as she was going through just this process of trying to learn how to be royal, she decided that she wasn't going to read the tabloids. So she said up to this day, up to today, she's never read a story. She has no idea what the people say about her. Wait a damn minute. But as things started to develop, she can see in her man's face that, you know, the people weren't necessarily taken to her like mm. they wanted to. Right. Right. So she's making sacrifices just to be a part of this man's family in the same way that a lot of us make sacrifices to be a part of part our of partner's family. Exactly. But we ain't trying to be royalty. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little heavier. And she goes through just some of these weird situations that she had to deal with, man. She was basically, she was Harry's wife, right? Harry has a brother. His brother has a wife. And she would speak on how, you know, no matter what, Simple shit was being said in the news. The firm, the institution of the royal family found a way to squash it. Oh, that's not true. He wasn't speeding, you know. No, his pants weren't too low or his kid didn't have the wrong headphones. Stupid stuff. Even though it was true. Right. They just had to kill the story. Kill the story, right. The shit they were saying about her was false and they never even spoke on it. They just wow. wanted to get out here and don't matter. It don't matter. People talking about how she came from the hood and how she ate the wrong foods. She was talking about one instance where Kate was seen rubbing her belly when she was pregnant. And everybody's like, oh, she's connected with the baby. But when she did, it was like, you know, what did she try to do to the baby? You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> Dude, it was ridiculous. That's crazy. She was talking about uh, another one that was kind of crazy. She was like, while she was pregnant, Kate ate like some avocado toast. They were like, oh, she's eating organic and eating healthy foods for the baby. But when she ate the same fucking thing, it was like, you know, what is she doing to the environment and the ecosystem? But <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't you wow. know, it was stupid. And she was like, and she didn't see it. She right, heard she about wasn't, it. She that wasn't she, right. tuned in, but she was hearing about she it. She was hearing about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So she was tripping on how, like, why am I getting a different treatment everywhere we go? Why am I not protected like everybody else? Everybody else in the family is protected. Why, why not me? You know what I mean? And it's hard to avoid the racial component, right? But then it really got serious when she said, oh, I'm about to have a baby. And that's when... You know, it kind of amplified. Before, she was just the oddball in the yeah, family. They probably thought it wasn't going to work out. It was just a thing. Right. Yeah. And then she gets pregnant, and it's like, oh, what is the baby going to look like? And somebody actually said that shit to her man, mm. to her husband. Like, we don't know how dark this baby is going to be. Wow. And, you know, that could potentially be a problem. And again, they didn't say it to her. She didn't read it in the tabloids. They said it to him. He came back to his wife like, I don't really know how we handle this. You know what I mean? And I think she took it upon herself to say, you know, we we really got to rethink what we gotten ourselves into. And he was already on it. He was like, you know, we can make changes. 
You know what I mean? And they did. Yeah, you know, they ultimately said, fuck it, we gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because my chocolate baby or caramel baby ain't going to fit in here. Yeah. But it was always like, because when they left, it, was, it wasn't like a reason. It was just like, all right, we're just going to cut our ties with the royal family and we're going to go and go to America and do what we want to do. And, I, and, well, it, and this was her frustration. And I was like, really? Who does that? Who's about to leave royalty and, and just be like, right. forget them? And that's what that that was the interesting part of the story. She was like, "How stupid does that sound? Why why would I be the princess and leave? And leave? No, I didn't leave." Right. She said, "I got this close to committing suicide." Mm. She was. I was to that. She said, "I just didn't see a reason to try anymore." Wow. And that's when he was like, "Yeah, something has to change." <clears throat> so every story we've heard had a spin on it to make them out to be. Defiant, as opposed to making the institution out to be, you know, rejective right. or rejecting of her and their relationship. So they just moved on. You know what I mean? She said she felt muffled. She felt abandoned. They told her basically, they told them the main reason why they left. They said, it's fine. Okay, so you're going to have a baby by this chick. We get it. Your son can never be labeled a prince and your son can never be succeeded into a royal position. And most importantly, he would not have a security detail. Wow. He, he won't have a security. He's the prince's. The prince's son doesn't get a security detail? How is that possible? It ain't like you ain't got enough cops. You got your own goddamn army. You got a whole army. You can't give him a security. Nope, because he don't look like us. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not pure. Right. So when they decided to leave, the first thing they announced was, guess what? You're losing your security detail, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So right now, Prince Harry, Prince Harry, Diana's son. Is a regular Queen's Joe grandson. He has no security detail. Wow. He's like, wait a minute. We're leaving during COVID. So we couldn't fly away from this problem if we wanted to. You're about to tell everybody where I live. You know how many death threats this dude got on a regular basis? And now he doesn't even have an armed guard. Mm. So when they first came to America, um, Tyler Perry let him stay at their house right. and gave him a security that. detail until they found a house. <laughs> that's some baller shit, you know what I mean? That's Oprah's friend, though, you know what I mean? And that's, Oprah and the Prince cool, so that's it's like, big hey. Boy, that's big boy shit right there. When you got Oprah on your team, you, you, <laughs> you don't have much to worry about. You good, dude. You good. You got a billionaire lady telling you, you good. Don't worry about it. Man, listen. <laughs> I need a friend like, I need Oprah as a friend. You can't have a friend like Oprah. It's either Oprah <laughs> or, or somebody Oprah. that want to be Oprah. Right. <laughs> Oprah, <laughs> There's only nobody. one Oprah. I want to be with Oprah, dude. Right. But what was crazy, you know, when... They, she interviewed him separately. She interviewed Megan first, and then she brought the prince in. Yeah, and I interviewed them two yeah. together. And it was interesting that, you know, and I think it threw a lot of people off because it definitely threw Oprah off. She was like, you know, how do you feel about, you know, your past and getting into this situation? He was like, I'm kind of cool with it, you know, because my entire life, I felt trapped. Yeah, you, I, I can see that. Yeah, I could too. But I, Oprah I, seemed dumbfounded, like, you're the prince. How are you trapped? You're like, well, it's not like I could just go to the grocery store. I couldn't come and go as I please. I couldn't live how I wanted to live. 
I had to live up to this image it's literally, every it's single literally day. Coming to America, but with the with, with white people though, <laughs> right. and and he is Prince Hakeem, and he like, dude, I right. just want to go find my bride somewhere else. I don't want to find my bride. Man, tell me that movie ain't right on time. <laughs> right on time. Right on time. And he basically like, dude, that's literally how it is. That though. was my life. Yeah, that's and, literally how it is. You know, and and um, she kind of said the same thing about the Little Mermaid. You know, mm-hmm. the girl goes married to Prince, and then she's literally silenced. Yeah, until she over. gets her voice back. Yeah. And she, you know what I mean? And that's what she was saying. She had to leave to get her voice back because they didn't want to hear nothing she had to say at all. Mm. You know, so it just got me thinking about the sacrifices that people make for the sake of relationships. relationships. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's big. I mean, you got somebody who's on that level and able to do whatever they want to do. Literally. And, and then you go and sacrifice all that because you want to be with one person. Right in this relationship, I want to be with you. I don't care about none of this. We can, right, I denounce my throne. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he did it. Oh, oh, it's, he did oh, it. it. I want to be with you. That's all I want to do. And you know what's crazy, man? Is <laughs> you know, it's got to be a generational thing. Yeah. Right. His brother never would have done that. Prince oh. William, his, his or uh, uh, yeah, William, his father never would have done that. Like hell no, you know I'm no, not because those people were kind of they they were bred in, they were bred into that so they're like dude this is the life and this is how I want to live right but when you get you always gonna have that one person to be like I want to live regular dude right I mean all this having anything you want in life is cool but it ain't nothing like living regular it ain't nothing like being your own individual being able you know to do like what he's you saying I do. can walk to the beach now by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm super famous, but so is everybody else here in L.A., so yeah. it's not that big a deal. Yeah, I just put my... I mean, of course, you only wear places where a whole bunch of celebrities at. Right. You're not nowhere. They took his finances. So they ain't giving him no bread. Nothing, nothing. He was stripped of his identity. How do you change... Like I said before, how do you change somebody's blood? He blood. You can't change that. But no finances, no security detail, no royal ties. Yeah, and all of, that, all of that because of who he's with, though. Because yeah. of who he chose to be with. Yeah, because if, if he would have did that and it was of his descent, they probably would have been like, well, you go and do that. We still going to take care of you, though. Yeah. Don't worry he, about But it. he said he never would have done it. He said I never. He said I had no reason to denounce my throne. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? Why would anybody in their right mind do that? I am right. pampered yeah. top to bottom. The only life I've ever known. And you think I'm going to sacrifice that and it not be worthwhile? No, I'm going to give this up because of how I feel about this individual, yeah. man. So it got me to thinking. You know, we we think he's got it made because he's a prince. He feels like he's in prison, right? It got me thinking about the sacrifices she made to be a part of that family. Yeah, big. Right? Now, imagine being a chick out here on the streets and falling in love with a dude in jail. Mm. That's a family, yeah. right? A limited family. You got he, He's imprisoned. There ain't but so much you can do. What is your family going to say when you say, I'm in love with an inmate? Yeah, they're going to be like, you tripping. You tripping. They're instantly going to say right. you tripping. I'm going to say you tripping, actually. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean. I, I probably I, would, too. I, I'm just, just initially. Off, off my initial reaction to you saying like oh i met this guy he, he's in prison right now i right. would be like uh why right 
Because we shut them. Yeah. Because it's a different community. It's different. It's different. We don't know. I don't know this guy from nothing. I don't, he in jail. Right. Whatever he got locked up for, he in there. But is it really different? <laughs> but it's not different because love knows love, love knows no, no boundaries, boundaries at all. Right. So I mean the the whole purpose of this links not chains element is bridging these two communities. Yeah. Love will do that with or without your help. You know, women will do that. They'll fall in love with whoever they fall in love with and do to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But what are you really subjecting yourself to? You know, in your case, it's a man that can't give you nothing because yeah. he's in prison. Yeah. In Megan's case, it was a man that could give her everything possible. And she, and she had nothing to be happy about. Nothing to be happy about. She literally had the world at her fingertips. She was in the house of the second largest government institution on earth. Yeah. And she felt like killing herself. Yeah. And 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 she didn't have to do it because she was already a she was big star right. in the US already. Right. Like I didn't need she said that. I didn't need this. You know, my life was just fine. Yeah, I was sweet. But now, you know, she was like, I try to go have coffee with my friends and they look at me like, You can't do that. You can't do that anymore. She's like, Well, why not? Come with me. No. Mm. We we don't want to give you that much attention, not positive attention. And that was a thing. You know, that's what Harry said. It really didn't become a problem until they realized how good she was at the job. Yeah. Yeah. At what she was doing, like she actually was. On behalf of that family. On behalf of the family, we can't have, like, you doing the best job and not being. One of us. One of us. And that's what she said. She was like, you know, she was like, what felt good to her was the fact that she had been received by this family. And the family isn't the problem. It's right. the institution. institution. She's like, but I've been received by this family. And she's like, and being a girl of color, being a minority, I know what it feels like for children of color to look up and see somebody that looks like them and think to themselves, oh, I could possibly do that one day now. Mm-hmm. It's not just an idea. It's a reality. Mm-hmm. Because like she said, the Commonwealth is like 80-something percent minority. Right. You know, And you got to think about if... She got a she got a son. Now, what is she going to teach her son? Right. That you are African American, regardless of what's going on. Right. I mean, you in this family. This is the family, but you are African American. This is your heritage. I'm pretty sure she's going to teach him his heritage because sure. she knows what she knows. And I think that kind of scared them a little bit too. Like, all right, so now you're trying to bring this element that we usually don't have in this place. Right. Into this place, right? Because, you know but guess what? It is here. Yeah, it's here, and you can't do much can't about, do about it. I told on our pod. I told Dave. I said, "Dude, we 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 infiltrating. We we in there." <laughs> and I think that's what it boils down to. I think that is the problem. It's like you know, man. There's there's a new world yeah. being created. You know what I mean? Being created, depending on what sources you want to believe. There's a belief that you know, twenty thirty years from now. We'll have very, very few races left. It's just going to be inbreeding. And in the next 100 years, everybody's going to look the same. Yeah. 100, 200, whatever it is, whatever the number is. It's going to be like a whole different type of look. Everybody's going to look the same. And this whole idea of color may just disappear. Mm -hmm. And a part of me thinks that would be a great thing. You know what I mean? But a part of me wonders if that will destroy culture. 
because there's still a lot of cultural infighting, even if there isn't, even if we get away from racial infighting. So that's a whole different topic. That's a different story. <clears throat> but my point of this pod was just to really speak on the shit we put up with for the sake of relationships. How much of it is really worth it? How far are you really willing to go for the sake of love? And when is it too much? You know what I mean? Because, again, I've had my issues with race as it relates to love. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I see that. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. But, you know, I, I've made decisions for the sake of my family, for the sake of my children, for the sake of my wife, for the sake of my own happiness. I don't really need to be accepted yeah. or to be approved yeah. to be happy. You know what I mean? What's interesting, though, that I see a lot is guys like me that make that sacrifice and then it falls apart. Mm. And then it's like, you know what the fuck I put up with to be with you? You know what sacrifices I had to make for this? Which is why when getting back to the inmates, you know, you got a guy in jail. You got a girl out here bending over backwards for you. And you got a guy in jail just coasting. You know what she's putting up with to, to be with you or to be there for you? You can't shit on that. You know what I mean? Because if for one reason or another you shun her, guess what her family's going to do? Told you. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have messed with them to begin with. Shouldn't have even touched him. Right. So what are you doing? What are you saying about love at that point? You know, how 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 willing are you to sacrifice for that? So, you know, a lot of people ask me about myself. You know, I don't like to talk about myself. I don't mind talking about myself. But, you know, like I said very early on, I've got a lot of experiences that I think people can relate to or learn from. Yeah. You know, and one thing I will say is, yes, my children, two of my children are half black, half white. My children are thereby biracial. And I think it's extremely important that we don't dismiss one side because of the other side. Yeah. You know, we, we hear this one drop rule shit all the time. If you if you got black in you, you you're black. black. Yeah, that's you always I mean? there. That's <laughs> always gonna be and I'm not necess- I don't have an issue with that for obvious reasons. Yeah. But I don't think it's fair to the other, other side, side of the coin. Of, yeah. And I don't think it's fair to the kid. Yeah. Because if he chose, if he chooses to be one of embrace his white side of his side and not the black side, then let that man do it. Yeah, and you're making him feel like a reject out the gate. Like, I can't be accepted there because they don't see me as one of them. They see me as having this one drop, and thereby I'm on the other side of the fence. Yeah. No, you're biracial. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're biracial. But I think, I do think that um, biracial children or biracial people, period, have a better opportunity out here in these streets than oh, anybody. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because hell yeah. you kind of got both best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds. And and you were most, I, I could say mostly all, I could say about 97% of biracial kids are very, very attractive. <laughs> I, I, I've never really seen too many of them that's ugly. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So. That's a, a win-win in your situation because that's always played. 
looks always plays a good part in you being Accepted. who you are and yeah. accepting in the world. Absolutely. And so I, 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 I think they definitely got the best of both worlds. It, it can definitely be that. Or but, it could be the worst. Or, or it, could it be depends the worst. on. It depends on where they put themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like anything else. I can be a black man in the hood and be fine. In the suburbs, I might have a problem. Just depending on how I carry myself. Mm-hmm. Or I could be a black man in the suburb or in the, in the hood and have problems because of what I drive and how I dress and mm-hmm. how I talk and my education. And I could be well accepted in the suburbs, the suburbs right. for the exact same things. Same things. You know what I mean? We a shitty fucking society, yeah, it's, man. It's we terrible. really are. It's, it's like, terrible. why can't I just breathe? It's terrible. I, I see it all the time. It's terrible, dude. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You, you, you can't help but acknowledge it for what it is. Yeah. But when it starts to interfere with how you grow and develop and love, you know what I mean? We're talking about, like, the most, I don't know, fundamental of human elements your association with other humans. And we put barriers in place because of skin color mm-hmm. and because of classification. You know what I mean? How do you get around that in a way that children don't fear growing up? Yeah. Because to me, that's the bigger problem. What are you saying to children when you tell them that they look different so they'll be cheap, treated different? Mm. What are you saying to a baby that can't even hear yet, you're never going to be accepted into this royal family. Mm. And you know what knowing I mean? that my dad is a prince. Right. And you, you're you not even going to, basically, you're not even going to know the process. Because, of, of course, Prince Harry grew up in a process. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He knows that process. But if, you're, if the family shunned him out, he don't even know that process, though. I mean, his father can teach him. What do you want him to know? What I want you to know about your heritage and what 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 you are. His father kind of shit on him mm. for making this decision. Like, you know, this is this is the system. Mm. Fall in line. And you're like, is that why my mama did? You know what I mean? You you gotta ask yourself that question at some point. Like, my mother is gone. Mm-hmm. For a sense, she was running from the paparazzi, is what the um the official story yeah. said she was in a car accident yeah. running from the she got tired of it you know what i mean that's what the that's at least that's what the story read I'm, i can 20, see that i mean you ago. you hearing it from her right and she's saying hell i was this close to doing the same thing he like i've already lost my mama i'm not losing my wife too the mother of my child and now she's pregnant again mm. you know what i mean he like no i can't do that so i'm not putting my kid what i went through wow that's sacrifice bro i'm giving up royalty I'm giving up comfort. I'm giving up peace for love. For love. It's an amazing thing to do, though. Dude. I, I, I kind of commend that guy for being who he is. I always thought he was a pretty uh, solid dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always did, too. He, he would show up at, like, events, basketball games, filmed on TV, sitting amongst the, the normals. You know what I mean? He married an American. You know what I mean? So he's going to find himself in her element from time to time, but he never seemed out of place. No. He never seemed royal. He just seemed established. Yeah. Like you know, I, I'm distinguished. I'm, but I'm, not like different. Yeah. I like him. I like him a lot, dude. It it says a lot about him. And I think everybody should kind of 
uh, take a page out of his book. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? When you're going out here trying to find the one that's for you, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, stop trying to chase what you think everybody want to see you with. Right. And, and chase what you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 just a message to a lot of people because nowadays I think all the all the kids, all the everybody chasing the same thing. Right. They all want to. They all want their girl to look the same way. I want my girl to be bad. I want my girl to have a big booty. I want my long girl hair. to have long hair. I want her to be light skinned I want her to be. I, I mean, it's just everybody's chasing the same thing. Right. And all the girls are kind of looking the same way because they know that's what they chasing. Right. And it's like, uh, nobody's original. Nobody looks regular. Right. And everybody's modifying shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, 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 it's funny you talk about, I mean, think back in the day, 80s, 90s. Yeah. If you had curves, you were like fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not in the hood. Not in the hood. No. We we never had a problem no, no, with curves. No, no. We have a problem no, with curves. I'm we, talking we about like in the world. But it, globally, yeah. models, you know, if you're if you were bigger than a size zero, size one, yeah. you were too big for us. Yeah. Now, everybody got Kardashian hips. That's what they're looking for, right? Because that's what sex sells, right? It always has, it always will. But the idea of what's attractive is changing yeah. globally. Uh, the Every idea, cultures, yeah. you seeing. Asians with big booties. It's like, how the fuck did that happen? And, and it, it it looks great to us because we're 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 from that culture. So right. of course we looking at it like, mm-hmm. uh, that's what y'all supposed to look like. Go right. girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, uh, no, dude. I mean, y'all got y'all thing. We got our thing. All right. I mean, do what makes you happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go after chase who makes you happy. Yeah, but. You got to make sure that person is willing to go to bat for you, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, because when things get Could you rough. imagine if Harry was like, if they told him, hey, she can't have this baby, and he went to his wife and said, you got to have an abortion? Dude. She'd be gone right now. Dude, that would have been terrible. But he could have done that. Yeah, he could have. He, You know, he his, who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows how many girls Prince William got pregnant? Mm-hmm. And we never heard about it because she wasn't fit to be queen or fit to be princess. Yeah, because they that don't know control how this, your whole right. life. Yeah, we don't know how this plays out. We don't know what we don't hear about. She was just brave enough to tell us what she had to yeah, do. Yeah, because you definitely just said that a lot of the things were like swept under the rug. Like, dude, right. when they heard about it, like, oh, no, nah, that ain't happened, even though it was true. Right. <laughs> right. No, nah, that ain't happened. So, don't know what so. Y'all talk about. You know, so what is she? What is what is she sacrificing for this? We know what he's sacrificing. What does she have to sacrifice to be a part of this? You know what I mean? I she mean, almost gave up her life, man. Yeah, yeah. So when you dealing with somebody that's in jail and people looking at you funny, if that's what makes you happy, chase it. You know what I mean? If your partner is of a different race or even a different sex. You know what I mean? Or the same sex, I yeah, guess. Yeah, same sex, yeah. You know, different from what expectations are or yeah. what society says is acceptable or what your family says is acceptable. Yeah. If it's what makes you happy, then do it. But Dude. the shit got to work. Yeah, it has to work. It you has to work. You can't turn it around and be like, at the end of the day, like, nah, I was just trying it out. Because, right. you know, especially on a bigger scale. Like, if, if you... 
average, you can do whatever you want to do. Right. But you when you're options. on a big scale, right. you know what I'm saying, you can't just change your mind in the middle. You know what I'm right. saying? Because you got the world looking at you. Right. And you got people who look up to you. You got a whole bunch of people who look up to you. So if they see you doing something, of course, they following you and they feeling like, oh, I got your back. Right. But then when you switch up on them, maybe they took the same route you took when you took that route. Exactly. You know That's exactly right. But they not trying to turn around, though. Right. But you turned around. Right. And you like. Like they ten toes down. Right. Right. <laughs> you the leader. You just turned around on this. What's wrong right. with you? Like. It's 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 a touchy situation. No, but that that touches on the point that I'm trying to make is that both parties have to be ten toes down. Yeah, as you put yeah, it, always both parties. Yeah. Because if anybody starts to feel reluctant in their effort, then everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, did I make the right mistake? Was he right? Was she right? Did I sacrifice too much? Yeah. And you don't need that element when you've already got these other elements. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So either do it or don't. And if you're going to do it, do it all the way. And if you're not going to do it all the way, don't start it. But then that brings up the last point I want to make is just how people mature over time. Yeah. What you thought was right, you may not think, think it's right anymore. Yeah. And that's when it really becomes an issue because, you know, I think Harry... I see him as an extremely mature individual for his age, for his everything. You know, I don't think he would ever look back on his wife and say, I shouldn't have done that. He's committed to the decision he made. Yeah, he's And committed. so is she. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's a lot harder to do on the streets. That's yeah. a lot harder to do in prison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where anything can throw that whole system out of whack. All the way. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, here we go. Here come the doubt. Here come to this. Here come to that. And you start thinking like, well, you know, I was 25 when I made that decision. I was 30 when I made that decision. I'm 50 now. You know, I was 18 when I made that decision. I'm 35 now. You know, you're supposed to grow. You hopefully grow together. But what if you don't? Right. Then, then what? What's, what? Right. Now what are you about to sacrifice? Mm. You know what I mean? So for the people who don't get married, I get it. For the people who do get married, lock in. Because I've been divorced. It's hard to do it. It's real hard to do it. Because it was hard for me to do it. Because I had made a commitment. I made a vow. You know what I mean? And I, I promised God that I would make it work. You know what I mean? And it was funny, you know, somebody had told me, you know, not to bring race back into the situation, but I can remember being in my early 20s, scrambling my head like, I don't know what to do. I can't I can't stand this shit no more. I don't want to be nowhere near this motherfucker. Right. And I had a a business friend that basically told me he was like, listen, man, he said, this might sound bad coming from me but there ain't never been a problem that a man has found himself in that a white man ain't found a way out of (laughs) right (laughs) i was like what do you mean he was like you trapped on what god wants yeah you're not thinking about what you're entitled to Mm -hmm. and that's where you need to focus your time he said because 
If you don't, you will find yourself in misery for the rest of your life. Yeah. If that's not what you really want to be. And God don't make mistakes. If you believe, if you believe in God, God don't make mistakes. Yeah. You're not going to go through the process of divorce and it be a mistake. Yeah. You didn't go through the process of marrying this individual and it'd be a mistake. Right. So it was all a learning process. Do whatever comes next. Just be prepared to do something that you might not be comfortable doing. And you know me, right? I build my whole show on getting uncomfortable. Out of the comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. (laughs) And that's when I first did it. Okay. When I first, the very first time I found myself forcing myself out of my comfort zone was when I decided to get divorced. Mm. And it was like, yeah. But once I did it, I was like, well, I can do that. I can do it. I can do anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to take on the world. No, fuck it. I didn't divorce her, and we was together for a long time. Right, and it's like, you know, I'm still breathing. I'm not in a homeless shelter. I'm not hanging from a tree some damn where. You know what I mean? I'm not drowning in my own alcohol. I had a, a good breath of fresh air after it was over with. Breath. Like, like, I'm still breathing. <laughs> I'm still you. breathing. I mean, and don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Because maybe one of these days she'll listen to these podcasts. She'll be like, damn, that motherfucker hated my guts. Like, dogged me. But I, I know you had some great times with her. Well, we did. I mean, and, you know, the bigger thing is, man, you know, that relationship forced me to mature. Mm-hmm. It forced me to grow up very, very early for a lot of reasons that I won't get into, but the main one being the birth of my first child. You know, she woke me up to what I was really, really responsible for. Hey, sorry. You know, I know you like to to hang out and kick it with mom and, you know, go on vacation and travel the world, but you got a baby now. I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm your responsibility. Yeah. I'm hers too. Yeah. But that's not your problem. What she has to do ain't your problem. What you have to do is your problem. Mm-hmm. And that's how I looked at parenthood. I think that's how we all have to look at parenthood. We have to look at it as a personal commitment to maintaining somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. Because if they lose theirs, then you lose a part of yours. Yeah. And, if, and they can't live their own life. You have to live it for yeah, them. Yeah, all the way up until, I mean, basically, you're just training them to be on their own. Right. And by the time they are, <laughs> your life is pretty much... Damn near done. Damn near done. You know what I mean? So either start early or have a life before you start. Yeah. You got one or two options. Yeah, yeah. I started early. <laughs> got it. <up>. Right. <laughs> about, when I turned 50, my youngest would be 18. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> to be that age and have a, a grown, a, a, your youngest kid to be grown. All three of them. Like, done. I'm good. I'm good. Not yet. Hey, I ain't worried about you no more. I you know. do your own thing. Now y'all got to take care of me. Right. <laughs> and I ain't even ready yet. <laughs> I ain't ready yet. But right. When it's time, y'all right. got to take care of me. So get your right, get your money right now. Because <laughs> I ain't going to no home. Right. And I ain't living in no, <laughs> I ain't living in no bedroom in no basement either. I want my own shit. But yeah, man, I mean, it, it It was an experience. Marriage, my first marriage was an experience. It was my college experience, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Of maturity and developing and... Yeah. Because all the, all the wrong things that you did in your first marriage, I'm pretty sure 
you definitely don't go through in your second one. I mean, not saying not. I mean, not at the extent as it was in your in your first one. No, not at all. I can see it coming now. Yeah. Before I didn't. You know, you you you're kind of riding blind. Yeah. You're you're in a pitch black street with yeah. bright head beams on. You know. Now what I mean? you see the signs, you'd be like, yeah. oh, you about to go through some. Okay, I right. see where this is going. <laughs> right, and I know how to I know how to avoid it, <laughs> but I also know when to hit the brakes and I know when to hit the gas. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I think that's that learning experience that we take into every relationship, yeah. not just romantic relationships, parenthood, yeah. friendships, all of that. It's yeah. all built on learning experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a better man because of that first marriage, so I'll give her credit for that. Because I wouldn't have been who I am if I didn't go through what I went through. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I ain't going through that shit again. Ever. <laughs> I could tell you that. Ever. And I, that was the first message to my current wife. Like, hey, remember what I went through last time? Yeah. No, I'll hit the brakes real quick before I go down that road again. Yeah. So, I, I, it was like that with me and my girl too. Uh right. we're not married, but it was it was it was a point where we were we came to a standstill and she felt unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. I was blinded, blindsided by that unfulfillment because I didn't know what was going on. Right. I, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing your thing. Just doing me. I, I'm in a relationship with a girl. You know what I'm right. saying? But you know, girls think differently than us. Absolutely. So it's like, well, whatever. But then when it when it hits the fan, and everything comes out, it's like, well, why didn't you tell me earlier? And which built? I mean, we end up breaking up for about ten months, but. She's the only girl I ever doubled back wow. to come back and got though. Like that's a sign. Like, like dude, I, I broke up with you. Usually I don't even look back after I break mm-hmm. up with a girl. Like it's over with. You know what I'm saying? Right. But her, it was like, nah, I can't let her go. She's too good. This one. Yeah. Yeah. No, you ain't. I couldn't let her go. I nah. couldn't let her do it. I <laughs> no, couldn't let her do it. I can't let her go. So you got it made. I ended up I double backed on her, but I mean, we get, we took that ten month break, and that ten month break was like an eye opener because in that ten months, I dated a couple of chicks in in that ten months, mm-hmm. and in that ten months, nothing compared. Right. Nobody. Compared That's how you know to what though. I had though. I was right. like, I had this perfect relationship. <laughs> right. We knew each other like I don't know what. How is we breaking up? Why right. Are we breaking up. I don't know. You went to coach. I went to coach. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what you the don't hell have that going shit. On, right. But <laughs> and and I couldn't even see myself with another girl ever. And Good. I thought it was over with. Like I thought I would never get her back. But it ended wow. up coming back. Congratulations. So man. it was cool. Round of applause. Yeah. To Mr. T. Yeah. Tia, I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure she hear this one. <laughs> That's what's up, man. And hey, build on it. Don't rush it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care how long y'all been together. Yeah. You know, I got I got a cousin, man, B and his girl. I think they've been together now like, what am I? Forty two? Probably twenty five years. Never got married. Never married. Wow. Raised both her kids. Raising it. Just fine. Just fine. They like they like Sanford and Son. It's like watching them. You know what I mean? It's it's amazing just listening to them talk and watching them interact with each other. Yeah. They can they can sense each other, you know what I mean? And never got married. So there's no right way to do it. Yeah. Just do it the best way you can. Yeah. I, and I and I definitely I appreciate everybody gives me good advice about because you, you get people who'll be like you, you know, your older people. Yeah. When you gonna marry that girl. Right. 
when you gonna put a ring on her finger, she deserves it. Da 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 da. But I understand that. But you're not gonna pressure me into that point right. when everything is great in our lives, though. Like we're cool where we're at. Right. You know what I'm if like, she ain't asking for it, and when she start pressuring me, then okay, of course it's gonna happen. But right. until that day. Who maybe don't want her to hear this one now. No, no. Until <laughs> that, that, I ain't gonna say she got to pressure me for right. me to make it no, happen because I'm gonna do it on my own terms. But at the end of the day, like I don't like pressure. I don't like mm-hmm. nobody telling me what to do. You know what right. I'm saying? Like her mom, at one point in time, gave me a ring. Wow! <laughs> Literally. Here, put this on my daughter. <laughs> gave me a ring and said, "Here." Wow. You ain't got to use it right now, but when you're ready to pop the question to my daughter, you can. I have a ring for you. Now, I mean, if there's some sentimental value to that ring, I don't know what, what type something? of what type of sentiment. I don't know, but me and my me and her 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 me and her relationship and the way we bond, I couldn't even keep that a secret from her. You right. know what I'm saying, so I end up telling her like, you know, your mama gave me a ring <laughs> to give you, and she looked at me and she was like, "You lying?" I said, "No, I'm serious." And she was like, "Let me see it." So I went upstairs, grabbed the ring, like. She gave me a real, real diamond ring. I was like, look. She was like, oh, no. Nah. You ain't doing that. Gonna, I'm about to call her. and So she called her and told oh, her, like, shit. no, we're not doing this. When he's ready to propose to me, he's going to do it on his terms. I don't want you to be the facilitator of this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And she basically just told her mom how she felt about the situation. And it was no love lost. Right, no, right, right. No, but... I know she was probably thinking of me like, why would you tell her that I gave you that ring? Because that's the nature of your relationship. Because I can't keep no secret from her for real like Dude, that. Like not ready. like that though. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't keep that. Like, right. dude, I'm sitting around with a ring and on the tuck. Right. Right. <laughs> and I ain't buying it. She ain't even buy it, right. It'd have been different if she looked at them and went, Oh, this is my great grandmother's ring. It's been passed down. For yeah, four she didn't even say that. She just said, Here's like a this. ring. No, I'm saying if your girl saw it. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe her mama didn't tell you, but if she recognized it yeah. and she was like, damn, my mama gave me that ring. You know what I mean? That's different. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, stick it in a drawer until we decide it's yeah. the right time to use it. But she just, she, I, I guess she didn't like the fact that her mom was trying to pressure the situation. You know right. what I'm saying? So she was like, nah, you, we giving that back to her. She's not about to pressure you. I want you to do it on your terms and not on, not on nobody else's. And I'm like, I get it. So I she, mean, she went Prince Harry on her. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what he did. He said, hey, you can't tell me how to live my life. You can't tell me. You know what I mean? I don't care what I got to give up. Yeah. And you know? I, I, I appreciate that. That's why I know that Tia is a, a great girl. Because she don't, she know who I am. She know how I feel. She know right. how I do. She know me. She know I'm an asshole. Um, she know everything about she, me. She got you covered, though. She got you covered, man. And that's that's all that matters at the end of the day. So we go end it on that note. You know, we... Um, we never got to hear from Zoe. Hopefully, everything all right with him. Yeah. Um, I will not label this a links not chain episode <laughs> because if he ain't calling in, then I don't have my co-host. Right, right, right. But I do want the people to know, first and foremost, we are extremely grateful for the reception to the podcast so far. Uh, by the time you hear this, it will be the episode before the weekly episode. Um, I do want you to remember to, you know, Stand firm in the relationships you commit yourself to, you know what I mean? And get the hell out of the relationships that don't work for you. Or at least find a way to make them right. But don't cheat yourself out of happiness. 
not because of what somebody else wants. That's AG's Convos for the week. Appreciate your time. We out. AG's Convos. We gonna show you how the world goes.